what's going on, Refill Team Fairchild? You guys know how this works. The goal of this podcast is to help bring people together. Whether it's stories of triumphs and success, or even stories of a little bit of failure or hardship, we share them all. Because by doing so, we help connect each other to one another. And that's really what this podcast is all about. So let's go ahead and get this episode started. All right, refuelies, we're going to offload another episode with you guys today. Today we have Terrence T-Rex McKinney. Maybe you guys have heard of him before. He was gracious enough to come join us at our annual awards back in March? Yes, March. April? It's been a while. It's I can't believe it's the end of May already when we're recording this episode. It goes by quick, right? Yeah. But T-Rex, thanks so much for joining us today. Don't forget yeah, he also no was problem. at the Fairchild uh, Air Show as well. Way to cut him off. I'm sorry. <laughs> My apologies. No, you're good, man. The air show was amazing. I like how like you guys have people coming out the plane with their parachutes. Just like the, it was so well put together, man. And it was an honor to see you guys do your thing. Have you been to, because you grew up in the area, correct? Yeah. Did you ever get to see any of them when you were younger? No, but I did come on the Air Force Base a few times. Awesome. Well, for those of you listening that maybe don't follow UFC or MMA. Uh, I'm fighting in UFC, and I hold the fastest knockout in lightweight history at seven seconds. And I'm currently 2-1 and one in the UFC, and we're looking to break the top 15 rankings by the end of the year. Awesome. Yeah, well, we're, that's where we're aiming for, him to be champion. Are you his coach now? No, I'm your mentor. No, that's awesome. Thank you so much for being here. No, the pleasure's all mine. You guys serve us. Oh, it, was, it was an honor to come serve you guys and talk to you guys and just get to go know you guys better and you guys get to know me better. Yeah, well, we hope you come back on base more often if you feel like it. For those of you also listening, um, Maybe you guys have heard the name Katara, Katara Johnson. She helps out with a lot of the events. She's huge in the Spokane community. So if that name sounds familiar, that is actually his mom. And then we also have Eric Cruz, who is over in MXO right now, correct? Yes, 92nd MXO. Yeah. Just a little insight. Sergeant Cruz and I, Eric and I have known each other since I think 2006 or 2007. So if you're doing the math, please don't. <laughs> we have known each other for over a decade or yeah, so. Yeah, quite, quite a, a long time. <laughs> but T-Rex, can you just give us a little bit about, I, I, I did a little bit of research on you, just at least what was on Wikipedia, so I know it's maybe only 50% accurate, but I know you're a ho- hometown hero, you're local. Yeah, I moved down here when I was like 10. I lived in Davenport, Washington. It's about like an hour from Spokane. And it was just a small town, so things didn't really work out for us out there because we're used to the city. So we ended up moving to Spokane, and I went to Alabama Elementary School, and I was and I got like in school suspension for like oh, no. the whole six months till the school ended. Six months. Wow. Wow. It felt like that, you know, when you're the kid. It was a half it was, a year. It was torturous, you know. I was just chilling in the first grade class in the little chair. <laughs> <laughs> about to leave grade school, have to stay there the whole year. But yeah, I got in trouble a lot growing up. And then I ended up going to middle school and I started finding out about wrestling and I, okay. and I ended up falling in love with it. And it just took my career to another level and kept me out of trouble. Oh, that's awesome. I saw that you went to school at Shadel, I think. Yes, ma'am. And then you got picked up for scholarship to wrestle? Or yeah. Did- 
Yeah, so I'm not trying to be creepy or anything. No, no, but I, you, I, got, you got to do your research. You got to do your research. She got research. that stalker bot going correct. on. It's Wikipedia. It's, it's out there for everybody. I don't pay my dues on Wikipedia, though. All right, I'll tell you. So my freshman year, it was kind of hard. I was like, I had, I was 0-6, so like that's six losses in a row. I thought I was the man because I won Fokaloo in eighth grade. And I got humbled real quick. And I had to realize these kids wrestled their whole life, so I, I had to change up my whole game. And then I end up taking third my sophomore year and then oh, wow. winning state twice. Oh, awesome. It's very impressive. Yeah. And that was in high school? Yeah. Okay. So then your college, I don't know how much you're willing to share. No, I'm sharing it all. Man. Okay. This is a podcast. <laughs> no, no. We're going crazy. So one of the things we like to talk to you about on this ep- or on these episodes is just sometimes we go through challenges and reading some of the stuff that you went to when you were in college. I mean, college is a time for kids to do Silly things make those mistakes. More like fighting themselves, really, you Find, know. That's a good way of putting it, finding themselves. <laughs> um, and it seems like you went through a couple of things. Do you mind talking about some of the the harder hardships, I guess, yeah, that you created for I, yourself? I'd talk about the trials. It was more so because, like, I was sheltered and stuff. So, like, my, my mom was always on my head. So I was pretty narrow, straightforward in high school. So once I got the freedom... I'm ranked number one in nation. I'm getting a little cocky, you know. I'm <laughs> feeling myself. Everyone know me at school. Uh, then I started partying and stuff. I remember I took my first dab, and my tongue was doing this crazy thing. It was moving so fast. I was like, oh, am I about to swallow my tongue? And I had to, like, bite down on my tongue because it was tweaking. It was like. Wow. <laughs> and then after that, you know, as you do more and more drugs, uh, it just evolves. And... I ended up doing like shrooms and acid a few times and that's where I ended up dying two times. So I just had to really sit back and think about what I really want for life because it could have all been over. Sure. With that being said, what what was like your motivation, like, you know, to get back or to, um, to right this wrong. And if you can speak on enlighten us a little bit about that. I think what encouraged me the most is just, like, I just had to get it to God because, like, when I used to watch the video, it was just really embarrassing for me. And it would make me sad because I was just out there looking like a crackhead. And I know, like, I was building up my family name so good. And for me to tarnish it and make us all look bad, it wasn't cool. So I just had to talk to God and make sure I didn't get in a depression and start doing more drugs, you know, because... It's only two ways that could have went. It could have either got better or it could have got worse. So it's definitely a humbling experience. Yeah, definitely a humbling experience because my brothers were there too. And I'm like, oh, oh man, well, this is know. not this is not the kind of matches I was trying to put out, you know, because sure. being the oldest, you know, like everyone's watching, not just your homies, but your whole brothers, your sister. And you always think that they're going to look up. They don't look up to you. But then you start recognizing they're doing everything like you. They're moving like you. They're talking like you. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I didn't realize that when I was younger, but I had to realize it as fast as possible or I was just going to just show the wrong the wrong moves to make to be a, you, either a bad guy or a good guy. You know, you want to be Batman or you want to be the Joker. That's what I had to realize. Because sure. I was having people laugh at me, and I got to choose how I wanted my name to be valued. 
and your mother was a uh, influential part of that as well, correct? Um, oh yeah, I was the first kid, uh, twenty and grounded all summer. I was about to be twenty one, oh. and I'm like, no, I'm about to be twenty one on grounded the whole summer. <laughs> She's prior army, correct? Yeah, so my mom was in the army, so you guys know she didn't play any games. Mm. I remember when I used to get punished growing up. I'd have to do 100 push-ups. I didn't. Oh wow! I could barely count to 100. You know, <laughs> I barely paid attention to school, so it was it was terrible. I guess that helped for wrestling, though. At least, yeah, it, it did make me stronger. <laughs> you know, for sure. So, how how hard was it to kind of just was it easy to just realize, hey, I'm going down a path that I'm not sure I want to keep venturing down. I need to stop at cold turkey, or did it take some work? Did you have to change? Uh, friends social circle yeah I had to change my environment because like people say you are who you hang out with like there's people that can tell who you are by the five people that you stay around you know yeah so you just if you want to be a millionaire you got to start hanging out with millionaires you want to be an athlete hang out with athletes you know Uh, basically perception is reality yeah exactly you can't expect to be something great if you're hanging around with people chasing the wrong thing so and that's what I had to realize I kept chasing my friends when I already had friends right there in my family God blessed me with all the friends I needed my brothers and and I was I was missing out on what life was really about oh thank you for sharing that with us yeah, no um, problem. I I don't know I don't know why we feel it's not okay to be vulnerable but I when we share those stories with each other, one, it helps us remember that everyone is human. You're a successful UFC fighter, but you know, you struggled. Everybody goes through like trials and tribulations and, you know, and it's difficult when, especially when you fall, but you know, like Terrence was saying is like, he needs people around him to, you know, help him pick him up because he knows for a fact that that's not him. That's the kind of person he wants to be or betray. It talks a lot about himself, really just continue and not losing focus and, and continue on UFC and he's been very successful in UFC and he's continuing his success. Yeah. Like I tell the younger youth, whenever I speak, there's no success without failure. So that's what makes people great. It's the ones that kept going, the ones that kept fighting, the ones that didn't give up that got to get through that dirt and get to the diamond. Yeah. It's, it's easy to just give up and you just throw the white, uh, the white flag or the towel and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. But you know, and knowing you and stuff for, you know, a couple couple of times that we've met and stuff like that, that that's not the kind of perception. That's the kind of person that you want to portray. Mm-hmm. Like my mom said, it always just pays to do the right thing. So, like, that's just my model. Yeah, like like people say, treat your neighbors like you want to be treated. Sure. So, like, so, that's why everyone's my brother and my sister, you know. I'm sorry to bring this up, but yeah. uh, <laughs> I just saw, I know that you the merchandise and stuff like that. and yeah. So tell the quick story about your first UFC fight because <laughs> it, it, it will lead into something, and I promise you. So go ahead. So my first UFC fight, I'm walking out. I'm like, man, this is unreal. So I'm getting hyped. I'm, I'm coming out to all eyes on me. I'm feeling myself. I get in the cage, and I was like, felt like a football field in there because like people don't understand like. The apex cage is a lot smaller than like the arena cages, so it was just huge. I never been in a cage that big in my life, and I'm looking. My coach talking to me. He's like, "Terrence, stay calm, don't go <laughs> crazy, take your time." And before that, in the back, like we're doing the same combination because 
We know Frivola likes to start with a kick if someone's taller than him so he can figure out the range and start throwing bombs. So we're just timing the leg kick. One, two, one, two. I probably did it like, people don't even know, probably like 200 times before my fight. We get out there, ding, 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 the bell starts. He come out. I've seen he, he's about to kick. And I just throw the one, two as fast as I can. And we knock this net out in seven seconds. <laughs> and I, I, I'm thinking I'm dreaming at this rate, you know. I'm like, Jesus, take the wheel. I run towards the cage. I'm like, ah. I'm, like, I'm about to just fly out the stadium. I'm just looking at the sky. I'm like, oh, I'm about to fly. This is fake. I, I land. I land on That's weird. what I was getting at right here. I almost blew my kneecap out. Ooh, I was like, I looked at the coast like, ah, oh, what? What's happening? <laughs> so, so, I got to focus on the landing next time for sure, you so, know? So you learned not to jump on the cage and come down, right? Yeah, I learned my lesson real quick, man. That was, I couldn't even flex my calf oh, for like man. a month. Ooh, so yeah. you, fell, you fell, right? You, you collapsed your knee pretty much. No, what it, happened is I learned I just strained my calf. You, you strained your calf, okay. Bad, like it wouldn't even flex. Oh, that's oh. great. So you have some merchandise that w- with that on it, correct? Yeah. W- what does it say? Uh, winning hurts. Winning hurts, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Winning hurts. Same, same thing with your, your life story. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, winning hurts, and, you know, if you fall, you got to pick yourself up. Yeah, because like people say, sacrifices must be made, you know. I had to change my whole life around. To this day, I probably hang out with like maybe like three people. That's good. Okay. Like they tell you, it is lonely at the top. You know, There's, like when you're doing good, that's that's when you see who's your real friends are. You're gonna see people start disappearing. They're like, "Where are you at? You're not going downtown." Uh, and then I'll see you later. Uh, oh, you staying home? Uh, or even just. They know you're being successful, and all of a sudden, mm. now now I want to be your friend. Yeah, mm. it's, it's yeah. Or the, opposite, the real you know, ones like, are fake ones. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you do to kind of decompress when you have some downtime? What I like to do is draw, get tattoos. <laughs> How many you have? Uh, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> I don't even count. It's just like tattoo therapy, therapies, the months, You know, I just like it because like the pain. It's a controlled pain. You're doing yeah. it on and, and, and it, and it, you know, it's a journey, you know. And when the final product's done, you know, you're like, yeah, I endured that. Like, it, it was bad, but it's the same thing with life for me, you know. Like, yeah, it was bad, but look at me now. It was, everything was all worth it, and I wouldn't change any of it. Not the overdose, not dying twice, because without that, I wouldn't be able to impact the people like I do today. And Sure. Let's talk about the, the, you know, after that it, it happened and everything. Yeah. Um, because what we read is that, yeah, you do a lot for the community. You definitely do a lot for the community, yes. like mm-hmm. kid, kids at uh, risk or yeah. even for the us or the military community. I mean, you've been here um, two times in uh, two weeks. I mean, we're looking for an office for you around here, but we're, we're still <laughs> looking. So uh, now the beanbag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, if, if you talk about what, what you've done, uh, you know, what you've done for the community, because mm-hmm. I know you, you like do outreach for uh, uh, at-risk children, correct? Yeah. I, I like the use police initiative. So like it's YPI. I would go there, help out with the kids, uh, play games with them. And I spoke at all like the high schools and middle schools to at-risk youth because like it's not about us anymore. The younger generation, the times come, we're all getting older. So we got to make sure they can hold the fort now. And so like, that's why like my main goal is to help the youth out make sure they're not killing themselves. They're not feeling alone. Like I text all the young fans back, man. So like, it's awesome. You don't know how much one word can change a person's Absolutely. whole life. 
And I know a lot of kids my age, like that's all they want to feel like is important. So if I can reply back to them, send them a like, uh, I'll do what I can because I got love for the younger generation and I know what it's like to feel alone. So that's, that's deep. Just, yeah. Because kids think like their parents don't love them, but once you get older, you just realize they're just making so many sacrifices. Like none of the stuffs in your house can be could be there if if they're at home all the time. It's True. not that they don't love you. It's it's just because jobs have to be done, things have to be done, so you're fed, so you got clothes, so you can get to school. And I, I and I didn't realize that at first. You know, I was like, why is she gone? You know, that's all kids yeah. realize. Mm-hmm. Like, why are they gone? Instead mm-hmm. of like the bigger picture. And I think parents need to realize the kids are a lot smarter than you think Agreed. and they just don't understand because you're not telling them you yeah. got to tell them like i'm doing this for you like this is the only way any of this is possible and i don't think we truly understand until we're older yeah agree look back mm-hmm. like i i don't want this or i do want this but why can't you have do both but <laughs> yeah they literally can't sometimes yeah especially for single parents exactly it's, it's definitely a grind out there I saw that you do mixed martial arts too. So how did you make the transition from wrestling, high school wrestling into martial arts? The funny thing is, this is why I, st- I started fighting. I was actually not trying to do MMA at all. I was kind of scared <laughs> to do it when I was like 18, 19. So, cause I went to this fight show and there was this fight main event. This dude grabbed the cage and was swinging on it like Tarzan and then <laughs> me and the dude in the ribs and you had to go to the hospital. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't know about that. But, uh, <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> but but when I died uh, twice, uh, I'm pretty sure God showed me, like, like in my trip, I was fighting all these people to become, like, the baddest dude on the planet, you know? And then I was like, damn, if I've seen all this fighting, I was like, I think God's just trying to tell me I'm supposed to fight, you know? Okay. That's a good message, strong and message. Then, yeah. And then uh, I went back to school because I wanted to win a national title, Cause it's easy to get to a bigger promotion if you won a national title wrestling. So, and then after that, everything didn't work out. They were trying to make me hold back a year. And I was like, no, I'm not trying to really go to school. I just want to win nationals <laughs> and then start fighting. So I dropped out of school and I went to newborn Cascal and I started doing jujitsu jiu- first. Okay. Because I was like, I probably should just do jujitsu cause it'd be just the easiest transition. And then I'll start focusing on stand up once I mastered jujitsu. So. I did jujitsu probably for like four or five months, quit, and then I just started training MMA full time. Okay. Two years later, I was on a contender series. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. So you were a wrestler, you know, initially, correct? Correct. And now you did jujitsu. And are you more focused on your striking? Because it seems to me like your last fights, I mean, you've gotten a lot better with your striking. Like, you know, you hit extremely hard and your kicks are phenomenal. So is that something that you focus on now more or? Yeah, now now that I'm in the UFC and I knew I was like so close to UFC, I was like, all right, now it's time to start showing that I got hands. I wanted to like save oh, it. okay. Because I was doing wrestling only before because like I wanted to save, save my body for the wars. Like why have wars now for little bits of money? Mm. So I'll just wrestle and just submit people. But now like that there's money involved, like <laughs> I'm making sure I put on a show because I know what fans like, you know. Like, I know what I like. I know what I, what, I, what I watched when I was growing up. I love to see knockouts, you know? Okay. So that's that's what I did. I just took, took like, a year off after I got injured on my shoulder and just only did stand-up. And now you guys reaping – you guys get to see me reaping the blessings of 
doing the things that I was the worst in, you know? Because mm. everyone likes to do what they're the best in, but no one likes doing what they're the worst in. And I had to start doing that. So um, with that being said, your your last fight, you took it off, a, you know, two weeks after your, your previous fight, two weeks, 14 days, right? And it was against Drew Dauber. What do you think happened uh, during that fight? Because when I watched the fight, you were you were dominating the fight. You were, you the whole fight you were dominating, and then come the second round is kind of when he got his second win and kind of you know kind of did you in? Could you t- uh, talk to us about that? Yeah. So you know I'm like Emperor Cusco, you know, like the ref Emperor threw Cusco. off threw off my groove. He was like, "Chill, <laughs> stop. Let me put your mouth guard." He walked me all the way back to the cage, and I was like, "What the." And then I realized I was tired, you know, like I'm like a machine. Like, I don't like no pause. Like, I won't even know I'm tired. Like, it's like kind of like alien. Like, I don't even focus on reading or nothing. I'm just like in kill mode. And I won't even know I'm tired until like the the bell's gone. But then after that, we get a minute and recover. And that wouldn't have been bad at all. But as soon as he did that, I was like, <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> he threw off the Empress crew. <laughs> and then after that, I was like, oh, I'm tired, man. But I never stop eating if I'm tired. And then the ref stopped the fight. I'm like, what the heck? But you guys know, like, I lose with pride. I win with pride. So I was like, I didn't say anything. I was like, oh, I didn't like the stoppage at all, though. I thought it was kind of horrible. But. So is that a fight that you want back? I mean, do you want to run it back? Well, he won't. And I don't blame him. I knocked the mole off his face. <laughs> like, I did I did severe damage to him. Like, he has to wait to fight, you know? Oh, wow. That, that was a good fight. I, yeah, I'll give you that. Fun. It was, it was, it was fun, a yeah. very exciting fight to watch. I mean, most of your fights are, are very exciting to yeah. watch. Definitely, you know, when you're you're on the card, I'm definitely watching. I'm trying to be like Justin Gaethje, win or lose, you get 50 Gs. You know what's funny? I have a Justin Gaethje shirt on right now. (laughs) Win or lose, I'm trying to go for 50 Gs. I'm just trying to to create a legacy, you know. I don't want to ever be in a boring fight, you know. Sure. Did you always know you wanted to do UFC, or was there a point in high school, college that that was a goal? Remember I told you I had the trip and I was fighting everyone yeah, yeah, yeah. and I became like the baddest dude on the planet. Okay, so that's when it happened? Yeah, that's, okay. how, that's how I knew. I was like, why'd I have a weird dream like that? Why, why was I like, getting shown all this if I died? And then I was like, okay. I'm probably supposed to fight. You know, I already liked it kind of anyways, like watching it. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to. How hard was how hard was it from the time you finished college to getting to, to a card? So like after four months, I got to fight quick. Oh, wow. I just okay. told my coach. And I fought this dude, and I and he was like nine and zero, and I was like, "All right, I always told everyone I'm a badass. I can fight every time. Let's see, let's see what I got." And I lose this fight to a guy nine and zero, but I go to distance with him, and it's a close fight. And I rocked him in the first round. I like almost ten aided him, and then like he just wrestled me. I was so tired. I was like. <laughs> I was like, I didn't even train. Imagine if I trained, took this seriously. I could easily make it to the UFC. It just motivated me. Like, every time I lose, it's just, like, motivation. I was like, all right, man. I always can take it up another level. So I just take it like that. You know, whenever I lose, I was like, was I really doing everything I could do? And then it just motivated me to take it to another level. I was like, dang, if I can do that on a short notice, imagine what I can do on a full camp. So I just make every loss just motivate me, you know? Excellent. And I think that's what made me great in high school because, like, I would just brush it off. I'd be like, all right, it was just not a bad day. Tomorrow's going to be a better day, a different day. Sure. Oh, that's great. 
who do you want to see next? I mean, you have this one coming, you know, let me tell the story real quick because it, it, it's funny. <laughs> so uh, I messaged uh, T-Rex and I was like, hey, you know, we would love you to come on base because, yeah. you know, you, you support the airmen and the, the soldiers on base because I mean, we love them here. We, you know, like yes. I said we uh, previously that we're trying to look for our office over here. So <laughs> I text him and I was like, hey, T-Rex, you know, we'd love to uh, have you on and stuff. Not knowing that his next opponent is also named Eric, the way the exact same Eric, oh, E-R-I-C-K. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, he's yeah. probably wondering to, to me in my head is like, hey, is this the fight, the guy that I'm going to fight or is this somebody else? So I actually sent him a picture of who I was. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was very funny. I mean, it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's that's pretty good. Who do you want to see next? I mean, uh, say when you when you win, because I, I'm I'm positive. I'm all about positivity. When you win, who do you want to see next? The winner of RDA versus Rafaziv. Yeah, I want the winner of that. You think that your style matches up uh, good with them? Yeah, and then after that, we're just gonna get the ball rolling, and we're trying to get the strap. Yeah, no yeah. doubt, no doubt. That that that'd be amazing if you did that. Yeah, because I already I already showed like judo used to be ranked 15th in the world mm -hmm, in the mm -hmm. USC, and I dropped them three times. So <laughs> I already know like I'm right there. It's just I just gotta make sure I'm not taking short notice fighting, have a full camp, and make sure I'm in shape. And yeah, we're gonna get the job done. The camp that you train out of Warrior Camp, correct? Yeah. Do you help out the uh, the youth that are over there as well? Do you try to mentor them while you're over there? Because I know you train there like three times a day, four times a day and stuff like that. Do you like give some kind of guidance, some kind of advice? Like, you know, if you're in this road, this is what I've done or this is what uh, what I went through and stuff. There's a couple select kids that I work with because they, they trying to do the right thing. I see them trying to do good things. And so I just give them the opportunity. Like I will personally train them myself. You know, when I actually see you trying to do something right. And you got a goal, you're, you're trying to be better, like, I'll gladly put my effort and time, you know. Because like my mom said, you can't help someone that don't want to be helped. Oh, that's agreed. Very true. Agreed. So I had I had to realize that growing up, too. Like, sometimes I had to, like, block out my brother and just, just pray for him and just, mm. I just got to trust in God that he's going to bring him back to the right area. But like I said, select few. Select few. Yeah. But I know what the ones, like, I know God be calling me to him, so I'll know when it's the right time and who it is and excellent what to do excellent that's good that's good so i have a question and please forgive my ignorance because i don't watch a lot of UFO, <laughs> ufc yeah. uh being maintenance aircraft maintenance by trade usually wwe is on in the background <laughs> here we go <laughs> no, no no so my only question is because i kind of know the process of how they win or get to go up for belt matches how does it work for ufc so you do a number one contender fight okay. or fight someone like maybe who's like fourth or something if you just time it right if you're coming off a loss. But you just got to work your way up the rankings. So there's a ranking system. Okay. Yeah. There's obviously there there's a champ and stuff. And depending sure. on where you fall in these ranking systems, you have to fight each and every opponent. Not okay. all the opponents, but, you know, depending where you, you, you you're in it. You get down into the nitty gritty, and then at the end, you might get a chance to fight the champ right. if you're that good. At, good, but okay. it's, I, it's all ahead. about for me. It's all about the styles and matchups. You know, yeah. all about picking the right fights. You know, if I get Rafa Zivam ranked like uh, or RDA, I'll probably be ranked like tenth or something like that, or like fourteenth, and right. that's when the fun starts happening. You know, that's when I'll. 
I just fight one, someone like 11, and I start really just start cherry picking my, my fights <laughs> okay, off okay. the top picking. 10 that would work best in my favor, you know? Do both fighters have to agree that they're willing to fight each other? Yeah. Yes, okay. definitely. Definitely. Okay. With that, without that, there's not going to be a contract. But at the rankings level, okay. it's not even a choice. Yeah. We're trying to get our division moving right now. So, like, a lot of fights are about to be going and play at, at the lightweight division. And who's the champ of lightweight division? Charles Oliveira. <laughs> so, <laughs> I just I just saw his match. He's, he's the champ. So, I, saw his, I just recently saw his last fight with Gaethje. Yeah. Do so you think you could give Charles Oliveira a good run? Yeah, it's because anyone that drops them, they're dropping them with, like, hooks and, like, just swinging crazy, like I hit people clean, straight punches. I touch the chin, and and I'm not scared to grapple with anyone. I feel like they could have finished him, but they they're giving him too re, too much respect. And uh, I so respect people outside the cage, but once we're in that cage, zero respect. <laughs> I feel like I can compete with well, you have in the world, to, right? You have to, any right? aspect of the game. You have to believe that. Yeah. Or, you're gonna get ate up. Yeah, I mean, you have to. If you're not in, you if you're not in it to win it, why are you there? Correct. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, why are you people, doing this? I don't want to yeah. just be here to have fun. I mm-hmm. want to bring the belt back to Spokane. So oh, that'd be amazing. I mean, I you and to. Juliana Pena's champs. That you guys should do a parade <laughs> once you once you become champs. <laughs> yeah, and we're gonna close we down got division. Two champs, yeah, and, we and gotta do a parade. Do a parade. That'd be hard. <laughs> no wonder Chief Guzman likes you so much. <laughs> likes that tall. mentality. Yeah. <laughs> That fighter's mentality. Uh, yeah, 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 we can be friends after. We can be friends after, and then no we're coming respect. after I'm you. I'm trying to be devastating. So Charles Oliveira's champ because, like his last, I would say last four fights, he's been dropped by Chandler, he's been dropped by Porter, he's been dropped by Gaethje and stuff like that. You have amazing strikes, and you can your kicks are amazing, your uh, striking is amazing. What is your most, let's say, uh, weapon that you would use on him? Just how he's like spastic. And like likes to just go forward. I'm timing just to I'm a no read cross like every time. I'm fading back, I'm going to side and boom. <laughs> Cause like I'm a very explosive person. So I know how oh, to yeah. cut angles. You think I'm fading and I'm right in, like boom. And I think that's how I'd catch him. And then I'm not scared to go on the ground. We're getting active as soon as I see him hurt. That's good. So Charles Oliveira just missed weight by half a pound. Was it half a pound? I think yeah. it was. It was half. I a think pound. they tried to do some dirty stuff. Someone did. I heard like they rigged the scale, but. So with that dedication uh, to make weight, what do you do for uh, your weight? Uh, how to how to get it? You know, down to weight. So what I do is I just trick my body to just get in my stomach smaller. So basically, I can just rehydrate on rehydrate off like smaller amount of water or be refueled off little amounts of fuel because I start eating a little bit and make sure my stomach start getting smaller and then my body won't need as much food as it would when I'm normally like eating hella food and being fat you know? <laughs> so basically I'm just tricking my body it's basically body self-control and just tricking your body to thinking it don't need that much food it don't need that much water and that way I can eat every day up to my Oh, wow. So, and that not, works for yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. I need to learn that technique. <laughs> I think My everybody body you know. is like, no, <laughs> you can try and trick me, but I know better. <laughs> well, at first it sucks, but you gotta get, once you get mentally tough, your body is going to get used to it after like three days. Well, you're a professional athlete, yeah. you know, that's True. that's one thing. Yeah. But yeah. Turn it off, turn it off, yeah. Our, our PT test is what, every six months? <laughs> yeah, unless you're one of those people that can knock it out of the park. Exactly. <laughs> We got Sergeant Sasso here. He's just he's giving just, himself yeah, that's him. But in order to keep you guys on time, 
we are going to have to uh, wrap this up. But Terrence, I just wanted to give you a chance. If there's anything you would like to leave the listeners, the floor is completely yours. Remember, you guys, that even in the darkest places, there's light. So find the end of that cage, get out, and you never know, you know, because it's so dark, you didn't realize you're not there alone, you know. Just know that there's people out there that care about you. I care about you. We care about you. And that's why people out here are serving our country today. So I want to thank you guys here at the Air Force Base. I want to give a big shout-out to God and to my mom and to my siblings, to everyone. And shout-out to Warrior Camp, baby. Let's go. And <laughs> see you guys Absolutely. August 6th. Shout-out to Coach Pablo Afonso and my coach, CJ Phillips. These guys are... Like I tell people, it takes an army to go to war. So just know none of this is done by my hands. It, it, it took an army. That's awesome. Hey, thank you so much for being here today. I hope you have fun at the base. Come back anytime you'd like. If nothing else, we have an honorary beanbag chair for you. <laughs> okay, awesome. That's a turning point. I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm we're still looking for that offer. office. Don't lie to me. I'll, I'll take it and put it in his whip. We're, we're, working, we're working on that office, uh, champ. So, all you know, right, we'll, right. you know yeah, come back and then guys. we'll see. I'm, ex- I'm excited to see my office. <laughs> and Eric, thank you so much for helping out. You had some great questions. Thank you for having me. And, you know, thank you for putting this all together. This was amazing. And, you know, just uh, get the word out, uh, you know, warrior camp does and what his story is because his story is an absolutely amazing story uh, absolutely uplifting story that we all can learn something from right i know i picked something up while i was here and listening so thank you champ for uh, sharing that with us hey no problem man love you guys yeah we gotta get your mom on next but yeah, yeah. you gotta uh, get her on next. She's, <laughs> she's the goat man she taught me the ways man <laughs> she's definitely an effective communicator for sure I'll have, I'll have Eric hook it up. We'll yeah. get, we're getting oh, yeah. a number. I know Chief has yeah. it too. But yeah, again, thank you guys so much. No uh, good luck at your next fight. This will come out way before then, so we will awesome, be cheering you awesome. on. Let's go. Yeah, good luck with that sh- stomach shrinking. And, <laughs> and for our listeners, you guys have an amazing day. All right, team, that wraps up another episode of Refill Team Fairchild. If you guys have any stories you'd like to share on the podcast or maybe know anyone that does have stories that they'd like to share, please let us know. You can reach us at 92foxtrotsierrasierra.foxtrotsierradeltapapa.fairchildcharlealphaalpha.us.af.mil. And until next time, we'll see you then.